Today on Coffee Connections, we're doing our first ever prize wheel. We've had so many amazing guests, learned so much from all these fantastic organizations, and today we're going to give back, we're going to give a prize away to one of these organizations on the wheel, and the winner's going to get the best of the U.S., a two-night hotel stay and a $150 gift card to the Capitol Grill, which they can use for their fundraising in their auction as a prize. However they want to use it, we want to give it away to them so they can raise money with it. And this is brought to you by HGA Fundraising, HGAFundraising.com. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner, and I am your auctioneer. You're tuning in on a very special episode today, folks. It's our 31st episode, and we're doing something very unique. We're giving away a prize package to, uh, well, let's put it this way. Every single guest that we've had on the show is an innovator, like you know, and they are, they've taught us so much. I've learned so much from them, and hopefully you have as well. So we're entering every single organization that's been on the show into a drawing, we're going to do a prize wheel uh, where we give away a prize, like I mentioned, from HGA Fundraising, which our guests can then use to raise money for their organization. Uh, but let's jump into the show. Today, we are featuring Eric Robbins, who is the president and CEO of the Jewish Federation of Greater Atlanta. Now, Jewish Federation of Greater Atlanta cares for, connects, and strengthens our Greater Atlanta Jewish community for the benefit of the Jewish people. Their vision is a thriving and connected 21st century Jewish Atlanta where every Jew and their loved ones can access warm Jewish community, timeless Jewish wisdom, global Jewish peoplehood, and Jewish ways to do good in the world. Takun olam, really, right? Uh, now, Eric is the president and CEO, uh, but prior to his work at the Federation, he led Camp Twin Lakes, a network of camps for children with serious illnesses and life change uh, and life changes. Uh, he served as the before I even go on that uh, that organization is incredible. I'd love to talk with them sometime. Um, and if you haven't heard of them, please check that out. Camp Twin Lakes, really really phenomenal. Uh, moving on though, uh, he was uh, he served as the executive. Uh, direct associate executive director of the Jewish Community Center, Metro West in West uh, Orange, New Jersey, one of the largest JCCs in the Northeast. He is committed to helping create a vibrant Jewish life in Atlanta. He is the co-founder of Lamud Atlanta Southeast and has served on numerous boards, including the Jewish Family and Career Services and the Federation Jewish Summer Camps Task Force. Well, folks, with it's it's with great pleasure to uh, welcome Eric to the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, Eric, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Happy. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, let's uh, actually. Uh, I appreciated the music. Yeah. So the music is is by the infamous String Dusters. It's a yeah. bluegrass band, 
and they did two Hanukkah songs this year. So I'm, I, I'm, I hope they're okay with me featuring they them. They were awesome. I loved it. <laughs> Oh, great. Well, hey, Coffee Connections, Coffee Talk. Oh, look at that. You already have a mug. I don't even have to ask you. Let's see that mug. Oh, what's interesting about this mug, this mug is is our, is not, look at the fine print. It's Jewish Federation of Greater Pittsburgh. Hmm. So not Greater Atlanta, Stronger Together. This came out after the uh, unfortunate incident in the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, which, by the way, I am from Pittsburgh. You didn't say that in my bio. So. Ah, um, well. I'll, I'll make a plug for the Steelers at some point in this coffee, but okay. <laughs> That'll, that is going to wrap, wrap around the, uh, the the towel. Is that the, the same the team? Okay. Exactly right. Of course. Right. right. The terrible thing. Well, I'm sure if you had one of those terrible towels, that means you probably spilled coffee. And if you did spill coffee, what kind of coffee did you spill? What do you drink? I drink, uh, I drink um, good, you know, Colombian coffee, sometimes Jamaican coffee, uh, yeah, I right. always I mix it one third decaf because I drink a lot of it. Okay, it's buzzing big time. I grind it myself, and and about a year ago I stopped coffee cream because I realized that I was drinking so much coffee, and with that I was drinking a lot of coffee cream. So I've sort of gone to sort of the plant based creamer. Yeah, and I will tell you I've lost ten pounds in a year. So, wow look at that folks uh yeah. <laughs> what cream are you going with the almond milk or... I, I i mix between coconut cream and oat cream these days oat cream i like yeah. the oat cream because it gives you a different texture in your coffee you get a little yeah, thicker yeah, right yeah 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 so well um i'm gonna uh i'm gonna bring in uh trevor with hga fundraising uh before we uh get the prize wheel um let's welcome trevor here let me close this out hey trevor how are you hey hey seth Hello. Hello, Jason. Hey, How are you? We're good. Um, so uh, right. before we do the prize wheel, I want to thank you so much for, for donating the prize for the wheel. Um, can you share a little bit about HGA fundraising to everyone? Oh, my pleasure. I appreciate you having us. Um, yeah, well, uh, co-founder of HGA fundraising. Uh, we're a consignment, uh, travel-based consignment oh, company. Gosh. We work with a ton of nonprofits, obviously, throughout the United States and in uh, in in Canada as well. Uh, and, uh, we had just, uh, we just launched our own software platform, uh, in addition, um, to our consignment items. So that's a, a new, a new addition to the, to the menu of, of, uh, of items that we, uh, offer different nonprofits and charities. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we, we pride ourselves on being the lowest cost provider of auction items that can be used for in-person events, online events, obviously, or some combination thereof. Uh, we'll see what the future holds with that. But uh, that being said, yeah, I appreciate you having us. Yeah. Uh, you can yeah, well, us at hgfundraising.com and see all the, all the fun stuff that we uh, that we feature events. So. That, yeah, that's great. Folks, again, that's hgafundraising.com. I'm going to go ahead and get the wheel up. Now, every single organization that's been on the show thus far is entered into the wheel. So let's go ahead and pull the wheel up there. There we go. Uh, and uh, there, so every organization is in there and they're going to win, uh, like I said, in the start of the program, a travel package, package, which is a two night hotel stay. And it also includes a um, $150 gift certificate to the Capitol Grill. So here we go. Let's go to the wheel and spin the wheel and who will be our winner. And Eric, uh, you you are in that wheel. So here we go. One, 
to spin the wheel. Hmm, who will it be? And the winner is... It's a good winner. All right. Congratulations to the Jewish Fertility Foundation. I will be in touch with you here uh, after the show to uh, connect you with your prize. And um, that's outstanding. Thank you uh, so much again, Eric. I want to thank you. Uh, there you go, Trevor. I'll get you there. Um, let me uh, remove that. Get back. All right. Well, Trevor, thank you so much. HGA Fundraising. I appreciate your support, your friendship, uh, and just everything. So safe travels wherever you're at. All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, the, me, the, I'm my own broadcaster too and director here, so I got to move all the dials. So, Eric, uh, <laughs> thanks uh, for joining okay. in. Sorry you didn't win, but you know what, though? That's a good choice. We know Jewish Fertility Foundation. We know them well. <laughs> good. Work, so. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, let's. Um, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Would you be so kind to let everybody know? about the Jewish Federation of Greater Atlanta. What, what is it that you all do? So we are a, look, we are an organization that um, helps many, many other organizations. We believe, as you heard in our mission and our vision, but I'll just simplify it. We believe in building a strong and vibrant Jewish community that is connected locally and connected internationally and is a part of the larger uh, non-Jewish world. And we do that. We do that through running programs, programs uh, like PJ Library, which some of you, which is a, a, a would give books to many young children that uh, begin their journey on uh, Jewish education, inclusive of their families. Uh, we oversee things like security for the Jewish community in the in, in Atlanta, including all of the synagogues and organizations, Jewish serving organizations. Uh, we have a security director who is part of our of our team, actually two, two security people. Uh, we, we probably most well known for the amount of money that we raise. Uh, we run an annual campaign uh, upwards of, uh, you know, anywhere from 15 to $20 million. Uh, we use those dollars to help uh, various organizations that many of you might be familiar with, uh, inclusive, including the Jewish Community Center, Jewish Family and Career Services, uh, the Jewish Home Life Communities, Hillel, many of our Jewish schools in the community, the Bremen Museum, which is right here in our building. Uh, and we really try hard to be the organization that not only is bringing these, these community entities together uh, and bringing them around a common table, but also helping us to share a common vision of how we build and strengthen community. Uh, we keep very close connections to Israel, Israel as, uh, as a country that we all share in and that we are proud to be connected to. And we have uh, many trips to Israel. We have a community in Israel that we fund specific projects in and we build relationships with, with individuals in, in Israel. And then we bring Israelis here. In fact, we have seven Israelis that are about 18 years old. They finished high school. They're getting ready to go in the army. We brought them here. We're using them in the organizations that uh, we're not using them. We're giving them opportunities to work in the organizations that we that we fund that are part of our network in hopes that they build 
one-on-one -on -one relationships with uh, members of our community and really strengthen that bridge between Israel and, and Atlanta. We, um, you know, we see ourselves as, um, you know, raising money for annual operating costs of organizations, but also helping to, to set priorities for the community in terms of how we address problems of aging, how we address problems of mental health, how we address problems of, 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 of not just problems, but opportunities for teens to connect for the next generation, which is, you know, either college students or post-college students through various programs. We believe deeply in uh, helping organizations, you know, the winner of the, of the, the wheel just now, Jewish Fertility Foundation is a great example of an organization that we've helped in, in, in ways because uh, Alana Frank, who started that organization, is an innovator. She's done great work. She had a great idea, a great vision, and we've gotten behind that vision to help her get more exposure for what she's doing, to build a network for others, to, to help her to think through what she's doing. We've given her a few dollars along the way, and we do that with all kinds of innovators like her through an innovation initiative that we drive. Uh, we run events all the time, uh, everything from fundraising events to um, an opportunity to learn about what's going on through real estate in the community, just to build. We, we believe, you know, I always say it's like building a family. It's, um, you know, we want our family to be strong and we want them to be connected and we want them to know each other. We want them to be there to help each other when they need help from each other. So, you know, at the core of everything we do is network, uh, collective responsibility, and a responsibility to the greater the greater good of the city and the, and the world that we share. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 I could go on and on. Um, <laughs> often people say we're the United Way of the Jewish community. We also <laughs> have a, a big foundation that is part of, of uh, what we do. And I would say that makes us more like the Community Foundation of Greater Atlanta. So we're sort of a mix of United Way, the Community Foundation, and 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 you know a bunch of other things on top. Of yeah, it. the uh, you know the planning arm, the fundraising arm, you know the community champion for for Jewish Atlanta. That's a lot. That is that's it's just, it's my mind's a little bit blown as to how much yeah. you all do. Now yeah. I got two things I want to bring up. One, uh, you mentioned. Uh, PJ Library, and I want to say something mm -hmm. about that. But before mm -hmm. I do, I remember I'm so I'm Jewish, and I grew up in a conservative. Uh, I went to uh, went to you know USY and Kadima youth groups uh, for yep. those out there. Yep. Anyway, I remember even when I was in college, like the Federation and how the Federation was all about the future of you know getting the youth involved, etc. And here I am now, an adult. Yeah, well, I guess somewhat in the Jewish community, but it's it's just interesting, I guess, to see like how. The mission is still the same with the Jewish federations, and uh, but how the 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 reach and the scope has changed so much since I was in college, right? Right. Because right. now the, the a lot of us college that were in college twenty years ago plus are now involved are are the not young professionals anymore. We're the great professionals. Right. Right. Yeah, and I, and I think too. Look, we, the the organization's mission probably hasn't changed a whole lot in over a hundred years. I mean, we're a hundred. 10 years old and 
the network, you know, some of some of them, you know, we're, we're one of 150 federations across North America too, mm-hmm. just to put that in perspective, it's just slightly below that. But, um, you know, there was a time where Jewish federations were rescuing Jews from, from uh, the Holocaust and resettling right. them. There were time, there were time when, when, a major initiative to rescue Jews from the former Soviet Union. Those were made. I remember that. And they would put them into the synagogues and everything. And oh my God, I remember that. That's right. There was a, there was an initiative and we do those through international partners that we Uh were part of. There was a time when Jews, and by the way, not so this happened again last week. Uh, The miracle again, most people probably don't even realize it, but Jews from Ethiopia going to Israel a uh, significant number of, of Jews that still lived in Ethiopia, practiced Judaism, lived in the villages and the you know rural parts of Ethiopia, still mm-hmm. practicing Judaism with the dream of going to Israel. And that dream was fulfilled for many of them. And as recently as last week, another 30 or 40, even a couple hundred, uh, again, uh, went to Israel as a result of, 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 of the fundraising we do. And in, in the um, initiatives that we're a part of. Right. Now, with PJ Library, the thing that, one of the things that I, I was thinking about the other day, I was talking to my ex-wife about this, and uh, yeah. and we were talking, and I'm like, you know, PJ, I'm a single Jewish father. I'm not a religious person either. Yep. Uh, right. So I don't, go, I don't go to temple. I'm not observant, I should yep. say, right? Yeah. Well, with PJ Library, some of the books last, and we and there's these pieces in it that allow my son and I to talk about the holidays and talk about Jewish culture and Jewish culture, even to like the, the old Jewish man, you know, oh, I'm still, still coming, you know, like, like these things like this. And, and it creates an identity for my son, a Jewish identity. Uh, and, and I could see this, this, and, and I'm very, very grateful for PJ library. It's the gift that I didn't even expect to get out of it, but it's, right. it's provided this opportunity for me. And I'm, and I'm not alone. I'm sure there's a lot of other single parents out there that right. have that. Absolutely. PJ Library to me is a phenomenal example of an incredible program that has emerged, uh, I'd say in the last probably 15 years, maybe 20. It was a gentleman named Harold Grinspoon, who is a philanthropist from Western Massachusetts. He was on a plane with Dolly Parton. Dolly did this in the secular, non-Jewish world, giving books to young children. He said, wouldn't it be amazing to create these books? for young Jewish children. And what's great about it is, you, I don't know if you know this, but this book will just show up in your mailbox. You don't have to pay for it. All you have to do is go to a website and click that you want it. Every month you'll get a different book. And you don't have to be religious. You don't even have to know anything about Judaism. They're very easy reads for your kids. They, they grow as you, your kid's reading level grows. They even have them now for preteens hmm. and they're just, you know, they have incredible writers and artists that make that, 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 that have put these books. And like you said, so many of them are timeless. You know, the, the ones around Hanukkah and Rosh Hashanah and, yeah. and, and the prayers you say when you go to bed and, you know, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful ways, not only for your kids, but for you and, you know, to, to, you know, have a way to just even introduce uh, some of the traditions of Judaism mm-hmm. into your family. Yeah. And, and, and it's especially good for uh, families who might have interfaith members of their family because it really is digestible and easy and non-judgmental 
uh, whether you're observant, whether you're non-observant, you know, that's one thing about Judaism that, you know, it's not a religion to everybody. To some people, it's just a peoplehood. It's a, it's a connection to a people that happens to have a religion. And, and, and the books respect that. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, though, because when I hear Jewish Federation, I think Jewish and I think yeah. black hats and I think right. religious. Yeah. But in reality, it's it's really Jewish culture federation in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, or no? well it's not void of the religious part because plenty of Jews, uh, religion is a big piece of what they do. And you can't separate the religion from uh-huh. from Jewish life. And we certainly support all of our congregations. And we have over, you know, 30 congregations, I think almost 40 congregations from everything from uh, what we call reconstructionist, and I'm not putting this on a spectrum. I'm just giving you a level to to Chabad, you know, and everything in between, Orthodox, conservative, reform, what you've mentioned. Uh, I'm sitting right here by the temple, which is an unbelievable uh, community uh, synagogue here in, in Atlanta with tremendous roots in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, you know, you mentioned the Jewish, let's go back to the Jewish Fertility Foundation. That has absolutely nothing to do with religion. That just happens to do with Jewish families who may be having a hard time conceiving a child and may find within Jewish life and Jewish ritual. And even, frankly, Israel has mastered, they have mastered how to deal with infertility. So, And they actually can do it fairly economically. Uh, you can fly to Israel if you're having some fertility issues and the cost of, of fertility treatment is to, even in when you add in the flight and everything else could be a good bit less money than you pay here in, in North Wait Spain. a second. Are you yeah. telling me so? So then you're making me think that if as pretty soon the new plan to get folks to go to Israel will be to get your uh, to get your COVID uh, vaccine. <laughs> One of many, well, COVID vaccine is another one. I, I, I think they're not far behind their own vaccine over there, but they're certainly getting the Pfizer ones like we are too. And they're dealing with COVID it's much like we are. It's one of the, yeah. it's actually an interesting time. Like, you know, we're not used to being in the same crisis as they are. We're usually in our own crisis and they're usually in their own crisis and uh. we're helping each other. It's one of the only time that I know that we're actually in the same crisis right now. So it's kind of mm-hmm. been a, it's been equalizing uh, for us and with, with Israel. Now, I imagine your desk probably gets loaded with requests for funds uh, from emerging organizations. Yeah. How do you manage all of that? Well, we, well you, 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 so we, we have several funds. Uh, we have our annual fund, which is, you know, our, we call it our partners fund. And, you know, we aim to raise, you know, 13, 14 million dollars a year in that and hopefully more as time goes on. And that really that goes to our core partners, the organizations that I opened the interview with. Uh, we help them with their you know, we try to give them as many unrestricted dollars as we possibly can. Those are dollars that nonprofits love. And then we have what we call our targeted initiatives, uh, which are things that we are really saying that in addition to that, we really think are important places where we need money and those include um aging we have a whole initiative around helping uh age age people of our community connect to the resources of this community and 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 help them directly with not just them but their caregivers we believe strongly in jewish camping residential well we believe in all of jewish camping but we have a specific initiative that raises dollars so that 
kids going to Jewish camp that can't afford to can go to Jewish camp. I'm a product of Jewish camp. It was life changing for me. Which, which one did you go to? Camp Barney Meadows from the okay. age of 10. It was transformational in my life and uh, not just as a Jew, but as a leader. Yeah. And, um, and I believe that uh, that's something that we do. And then we, and, and we have other targeted philanthropies. I won't bore you with all of them. But we also, for instance, when COVID hit, we knew there would be a lot of emergency needs. People lost their jobs. People couldn't get food. People had mental health issues. People needed COVID tests. People, organizations needed uh, uh, PPE. Um, we raised uh, upwards of $4 million and we helped all of those things and we're continuing to do that. Um, we, we have an innovation fund, which is dollars to help you. You used an interesting word. You said all these, these uh, emerging organizations. Well, that's what the innovation fund is for. Oh, nice. Emerging organizations, emerging ideas, ideas like Jewish Fertility Foundation, ideas like Neuronima, which I saw on your thing, ideas uh -huh. like, uh, it's funny, I looked at some of the names on the wheel. I hadn't looked at that, but uh, the um, in the city camp, those are all yeah. what we call emerging organizations that we're, we're very, very fortunate to have in Atlanta and we get behind them through that innovation fund. In fact, one of our events, which hopefully you'll promote, is next month. I think it's January 14th. I'll make sure we get you the the uh, the PR on it. It's called it's called Propel Atlanta. Or I forget the exact name of it, but it's it's going to be almost like a um, you know uh, what's that called with uh, oh god the the where you someone comes with an idea and they got to pick the, uh, you know, the, 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 the investors are sitting there. Like shark tank. Shark tank. It's a, it's oh, a I love it. Oh, yeah. where we're going to give these, uh, these organizations a pitch. It's, it's propel pitch. Oh, so we each have a chance to make a pitch yeah. and, and we'll give them some money and we'll give them some PR and, and I'm sure you'll, you know, it, it'll be some of those organizations that were on your wheel. Thank oh, that's you. fantastic. Yeah. I, I love I love that idea. Yeah. Um, and entertaining, too. So that's good. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. I'll make sure we get you the uh, info on that. Yeah. Well, so where do you get your funds? Then I, I know growing up again, the blue Sadaka boxes to exactly. the right. uh, I mean, Jewish federations have always been masters of fundraising. Uh, and it's not just through. And I mean, I don't think you guys do a traditional gala or do you? I'm not even. I'm no, not, we don't do a traditional gala. We right. do. um we do a bunch of one-off events that are really about strengthening the network. Uh, we just do our annual campaign as the bulk of it. And that has, uh, that has been a time tested, you know, protocol that has worked for us, which is really, you know, individuals asking other individuals to help other individuals. That's really what it comes down to. And it's, and it works and it continues to work. <laughs> Collective giving is harder than it was. You can talk to our friends at United Way and other collective models. Mm -hmm. It is definitely challenging. I found it a whole lot easier to raise money. You mentioned my role at Camp Twin Lakes. It's yeah. easier to raise money when you say your dollars are going to X. It's mm -hmm. harder to raise money when you're giving me money and I'm going to allocate that money through a very democratic process right. of volunteers of the community. It's not something we take lightly but you don't have the exact say of exactly where your dollar goes. By the way, that's a very Jewish thing because you're 
you you need to, to to be a part of a community. You need to give to the collective needs of the community. And it's mm-hmm. not always for you to decide, I'm just going to give to X, Y, or Z. You give to the collective and let the community decide the priorities of where that money goes. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, it actually makes a lot of sense. But that, but that is a challenge. It uh, is. I mean, even on the fundraising side, when when we do a fund to need at a gala as an auctioneer, um, the best practice when you're asking for folks to give it a certain amount is to Very tie specific. that amount to specific things, so that people know that their thousand dollars are going to put right. the lights in all the classrooms. You know, that's whatever right. that. That's right. So, that's right. Or send so, the camp, or yeah, or uh, or help a senior citizen um, get you know, meals for a week or things mm-hmm. like that. We do all that, but, but we, 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 we do it through a collective model versus uh, raising for every individual thing. And I, I want to bring it back to the beginning before we go more into fundraising. Um, just my mind works and I, I don't want to lose this question, but when it comes to fundraising, you're getting this from mostly adults and whatnot, but a lot of the mission, uh, a lot of the, from what I gather, a lot of the mission, though, is to reach the the youth and get them involved. And when I was a kid, it was all about, um, you know, well, that was when the birthright started and tying us to Israel and, and trying right. to create a Jewish identity and a connection. Um, right. And I'm sure that still exists. But how is it more challenging now to than than before? Or there or is there more of an interest? Because you know, I'm just kind of curious where the the youth is at. No, that's a great that's a great question, Seth. Um, look core to what we're trying to do is core to strengthening a community is to help people feel connected to that community. If you don't, if you don't have a strong Jewish identity, being a part of a Jewish family is not going to be important to you. So, and, and it is more challenging. We live in a very open world right now. Look for our parents' generation and their parents, they didn't have much of a choice. They were, they were, either came from another country and they, you know, moved to neighborhoods where they lived with people just like themselves. They wasn't easy for them to be welcomed into, to non-Jewish country clubs or, or communities or whatever it is that they, or even to get jobs in certain places. So, so, but now that's all gone. You know, I mean, we live in a society where we're very welcomed. Unfortunately, we have seen a uptick in, anti-Semitism and the like, and that's unfortunate, but generally speaking, we're still a, 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 a embraced, you know, by the larger community. So, you know, you have to give a young person a reason why having a connection to Judaism and with that is a connection to Israel, by the way, that is meaningful to them. How will it make their life better? And we do that by showing that, um, you know, the values of Judaism are, you know, they're tested over time. Um, They help guide your life. They help guide your decisions. They help you build a family. They help you keep a family together. They, you know, they give you a sense of belonging and a sense of meaning in your life. And it doesn't exclude you from being part of the larger world either. It's, 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 it's really a beautiful thing. So we do whatever we can um, to let people know how much and how rich Jewish life is. And you can choose parts of it, all of it, religion, not religion, music, you know, um, film, 
mm-hmm. um, you know, all sorts of things. And, and, and it, it can really make a difference. I mean, and I believe this pandemic once again is just showing that, you know, the need to, 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 to be a part of something, the need to have a place to go when you need something, a sense of, of belonging to a, 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 a narrative that goes thousands of years back um, and, and not to be exclusive about that. I mean, I'm always very careful when I talk about Jesus. We're not, we're not exclusive of other people. It's, it's just we are a family that cares about ourselves and who we are and what we are and what we're put on this earth to do. And a big piece of that is to be a part of the larger world. It's not, it's not, it's not to push away the larger world or to be separated from the larger world. We have been, unfortunately, historically. And, you know, but but generally speaking, we are a people of the world and we, mm-hmm. we're a small percentage. And uh, you know, anybody who who you know, so so you just getting back to your point, helping young people to understand and see the value of 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 how rich this can enhance their life and make right. it, make it uh, more meaningful. And we do that through programs. We do that through opportunities to meet other people. Um, we do that through um, education mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. So. Yeah. Uh, and so to shift back to fundraising ev- often, I should say often, not yep. every time, but often right. I see Jewish federations logo next yep. to the Marcus foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, do you work, closely with them or is that just how does that relationship look you've done your homework so we see ourselves as a as a um you know we're we're an important thrust of the community we are so so fortunate to have some really strong foundations in this community some jewish some not but you mentioned the marcus foundation that is a massive foundation that has done transformational things in this community for the mm-hmm. Jewish community. The Marcus Jewish Community Center, uh, there's not a Jewish organization in town who is not a non-Jewish for that matter. I mean, you saw the gift to Shepherd last week, uh-huh. $80 million. Oh, wow. but, but for the Jewish community, they've not only been there to help the big organizations, but things like Naranavan, which would not be here if it wasn't for the Marcus Foundation. They uh-huh. seeded that, that from the beginning. Things like Jewish Kids Groups, which is an organization that uh, offers um, secondary or, 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 you know, after school Jewish education and other Jewish education experiences. They, they helped birth that program. They, they, and we've been alongside them in a lot of the investments they've made. And as they continue to fund those organizations, we've also funded that with them. And more than just giving them money, we try to give them exposure. We try to give them resources. We try to help them with, you know, we run the uh, community uh, health, like for the employees, we share a community health trust. So health insurance through us, we make it oh, more, wow. we make it more accessible for the, for the organizations. Uh, we help with scholarship dollars for the schools and for the camps, as I mentioned, Marcus Foundation is a big believer in camps. We have other foundations in town too. We have the Zalek Foundation, which we're very blessed to have in this town too, who also believe among other things that having a vibrant, connected Jewish community is mm-hmm. a very, very important thing. So we are always working alongside with them as well. Makes makes Atlanta, you know, 
what a lot of people don't realize we're about the 11th largest Jewish community in North America, give or take somewhere, uh, you know, somewhere ahead of, you know, uh, trying to think of cities that are of similar scope. 150,000 is a big, it's a big number. We're anywhere from 120 to 150, but we have more Jewish organizations than most cities of that size. And much of that is because of the foundations that we have. Yeah. And and then also Atlanta is just such an, when I moved to Atlanta after college, I found that Atlanta was the, was just, when you go to a bar in Atlanta and you go to your, look to your left, you look to your right, it's innovators. We are such a young entrepreneurial, the spirit, entrepreneurial spirit here is just untouchable compared to other cities. I just, I I think, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. No, no, I, you know, I came from another city too. So it's where did you, where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale and then went to school in Tallahassee, Florida state. Okay. Okay. So Florida, South Florida is also a very Jewish, very, very, very. the whole, the whole (laughs) everywhere from, uh, you know, Boca down. And I would argue even North of Boca down. So I grew up in Pittsburgh. And when I always say Atlanta is a city that's been in adolescence for, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of emerged out of the ashes. That's, you know, it was a, always a wonderful place, a southern city with great culture and always strong Jewish community and caring community that stuck together. But then everybody moved here from everywhere else, right? Yeah. And, and the city's being built by people who came from other places. And I love that about Atlanta. And I believe that's a big piece of what's going on. And I think that is that is um, exemplified in the Jewish community that has developed. Now we have our challenges. The, the, the geographic spread of the city does not make it easy to build community. You have, you know, Jews in Dunwoody, you have Jews in Toco Hills, you have Jews in Midtown, you have Jews in, in Buckhead, and you have Jews in uh, Decatur now. And they're all very different communities. So uh, we have a challenge of building a sense of community in Metro Atlanta that a lot of other cities like I, where I grew up, where most of the Jews were in a five mile radius. Yeah. Now, all this said, which is a lot, I've got a very serious question for you. How do you get sleep at night? You've got, I mean, your mind has to have like uh, so much going on about all these moving pieces and all these moving organizations. And I mean, how do you do it? It's got to be a lot. Um, it's a it's it's a hard hard job. Uh, it really is, and and you don't you know like anybody who runs a nonprofit and, and and you're talking to a lot of them and you're helping them raise money all the time. There's they're always under resourced, um, and there's people are passionate about those organizations, right? Like oh, yeah. we're not just we're not just a, a business. You know, people have deep-seated passions. I'm not, you know, the Jewish community is also has, just like the rest of our world right now, we, we also have a collage of political perspectives right now, too. It's not like we're all aligned that That's way. for sure. So, so you have to address that. Um, and you have to address the needs of, of, of donors who have strong passions for certain things. So... It is a very, very challenging job, uh, and you're managing a, a team of 60 people who, you know, any business, you know, I always say these jobs would be easy if it wasn't for the people. And, you know, so it, it, it takes a lot. And what keeps you up at night is, is the small stuff, which is, you know, how am I going to continue to keep everybody employed when our 
fundraising is down to the mm -hmm. big stuff like you know what if uh, our organizations um can't con you know we can't continue to fund uh or 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 covid outbreaks at the jewish home or or teen mental health and you know yeah. people committing suicide and you know those are real problems that keep you up at night right. and then the little ones of of you know, um, a donor's unhappy about something you did or somebody on your team, you know, put something on social media about a particular candidate. You know, you got to listen to that. So it, there's a lot yeah. to keep you up at night. Um, and it's so funny that you say that because uh, last night I was one of those nights. For me. <laughs> oh, don't lie. You're just nervous. You were nervous. You wanted to win the prize. You were so, so, so concerned. <laughs> But the, flip, but the flip side of that, Seth, the flip side of it is I'm, I'm a deep believer that a strong Jewish community is so important because it's going to make really good people. Yeah. And the world needs really good people right now. And I can't show you, like, I can't say, well, today we got 10 new ones or nine new ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you that because Atlanta has places for Jewish education, places for immersive Jewish experiences like camp, places, incredible synagogues, places to go for help, emerging organizations, because we have all of that, we are generating some really great people who are going to make a difference in the world. And that's, that makes losing a little sleep a little easier. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, um, I really appreciate all the time you've given and all the insight and knowledge you shared. Um, I mean, you know, it, for me, it's been I've, I've known about the Federation, but I haven't had a deep conversation like this about it. So thank you very much for your time. Is there anything else you want to share? Uh, you mentioned the upcoming event. Uh, we'll uh, yeah, so we got, I'll make sure that we get you all the details for Propel Pitch. I think that would be an exciting event for it'll be virtual as everything is. Yeah. And then we have another event in February I'll mention too. We we do what's called the Lifetime of Achievement Award every year. And there's a oh. gentleman that we're going to honor. His name's Michael Kay. Michael also happens to be from Pittsburgh, but he's uh, <laughs> he's been in Atlanta a little longer than I have. But here's an individual who's been involved in uh, you know everything from the Community Foundation to United Way to Federation to Jewish Family and Career Services to organization called Repair the World. And you know, I am always, you know, so moved when I see somebody give so much of their volunteer time to the community. Mm -hmm. So this will be an opportunity to recognize all that he's done. And that will also be virtual and open to anybody who wants to be a part of it. So we'll make awesome. sure we get you some details on that, too. Please do. And folks, visit JewishAtlanta.org for uh, a website that is fully packed with information. Uh, also places where you can make your donations online. So consider making a donation here at the end yeah. of the year. And we're in the middle of our campaign right now, and we're trying to get certain numbers by the end of December. So every dollar counts. And if you get on there and 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 you can ping me at uh, erobbins at jewishatlanta.org and let me know you gave, and I will personally call you and thank you, and regardless of the size of your gift, and get to know you a little better. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, it's all about landing on Gimmel today, folks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll, even, happy. we'll even take a hay, which is half. So. All right. <laughs> hey, why, hey, why not? It's um, not a shin or a nun. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks so much again for your time. Before I let you go, uh, 
at the end of every episode, I ask my guests to recommend another guest, a future guest for Coffee Connections. Is there an I'm, Atlanta nonprofit that you'd yeah, like to Yeah, I'm going to recommend one of my colleagues, Terry Bonoff. You know, Terry is running Jewish Family and Career Services. She moved uh, here a couple years ago. She's been there a little over a year. She's killing it there. It is an incredibly or important organization to very much so. our Jewish community and the broader community. And Terry's a rock star, and she will uh, she will make for quite a uh, an interview. Absolutely! Wow, I, I very much look forward to that. I'm, I'm familiar with the organization and all that they've done for so many. So uh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy your holidays. We'll be back Tuesday uh, with Girls of Favor, and that will be our final episode of Coffee Connections for 2020. We'll see you at the beach in 2021, I guess. Right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Eric, thank you so much. Thank you, Seth.